Mark's favorite game. Yo. I'm doing another late one. So you know how we do it when it's late. Yalla yalla. Yeah man, let's go, let's go. So we've had the F1 Singapore Grand Prix on this weekend. And shock, horror. Red Bull didn't win it. They didn't even get the podium. I don't know what happened, I didn't watch it, but Ferrari won, shout out to Science. Norris in second. Hamilton in third, my boy, Lewis Hamilton on the podium. No idea what happened to George Russell. He got a DNF. But yeah, that's uh, crazy. I might have to try and catch some highlights. But yeah, in the football, uh, to be honest with you, I think some of the news, the news hasn't been that great this week, but you know, we're going to go through it. We've got some of the biggest brands available. We've got ESPN, we've got BBC, we've got Sky Sports. Um, We've had the international break and now we're back into the regular season. So, yeah, let's get into it. So, you know, I like to do ladies first. So let's go straight in with a women's football story. Uh, We've got an article here from Marco, which has a headline of Mexican Senate introduces the Jenny Hermoso law. What does it entail? Well, there's a fantastic article that you can go ahead and read here, which tells you exactly what this Hermoso law doesn't tell, written by Ana Carla Brazuela. Uh, Me personally, I kind of think this thing reminds me of, I'm not sure if you guys remember the Vinnie Jr. law. That was a law passed in Brazil not too long ago after Vinnie Jr. was facing so much racism in Spain. Back in his home country, they decided to do something about it there they passed a law to kind of uh, combat racism and I think a similar thing is what's happened here in Mexico they've introduced a Jenny Hermoso law so I'm going to quickly skim read through this Um, they're saying the legislation bears the name of the player due to the recent case in which then president of the Spanish Football Federation kissed her without her consent And the law consists of establishing safe spaces and sports for girls and women in Mexico. So there was a whole presentation and apparently during the presentation, they revealed seven out of 10 girls leave sports due to gender violence, aggression and sexual harassment are reoccurring situations of women's sports. And so, you know, they've decided to do something about it. I'm going to let you guys read the rest of that article, but that's a positive for the women in Mexico. Swiftly moving on, we've got something here from Pro Soccer Wire, which is a brand I'm not used to. Uh, It looks like a subdivision of USA Today, USA Today Sports, the Pro Soccer Wire. But it's a big story, man. And the headline here is Natalie Simon to become first black woman to referee MLS match. She's already done it. Uh, Shout out to Natalie Simon. She was the first black woman to referee an MLS match in Saturday's game and that was the San Jose Earthquakes versus Real Salt Lake Um, now 
They're saying that she's served as the fourth official for a lot of matches. But this is going to be the first time that she's actually refereed a match. And she became one of four African-American women to hold a FIFA international refereeing badge, which is the highest honor for a referee. And she's actually the first black American woman to do so. And last year, she also took charge of her first US women's national team match. So this is, uh, yeah, this is a big deal for her and hers, her and her family. Shout out to Natalie Simon. That's history in the making right there. On to the next one. On to the next. On on to the next one. Uh, we've got AS and the headline here of why was Riyad Mahrez admitted to hospital in Saudi Arabia? An article there written by Kieran Quali. So what they're saying here is Riyad Mahrez, formerly of Man City was rushed to hospital over the weekend. Now, you don't need to worry. I'm a huge Mahrez fan, so I was well concerned when I first saw this. I'm sure you guys might be if you're hearing this for the first time. But there's no need to worry. He was feeling unwell and he was taken to hospital and initial tests indicate that his problem was related to food poisoning after eating fast food in one of the city's restaurants. So, yeah. It's actually not that big of a deal. He's all right. He's recovered. And they say that he's playing for Al Ali against Al Tawun today. So this is an article from Saturday. I'm recording this on Sunday. He already has played on the weekend. He's all right. Bit of a dramatic photo of him lying there with a respirator mask on and everything. Yeah, maybe he just had a, a bit too much shisha or maybe he had a, a dodgy Al Shawarma, dodgy Shawarma, dodgy kebab. <laughs> we've all had one haven't we we've all had a, a dodgy bit of fast food before um, but yeah it seems like he's alright maybe he had the runs or something bit of an upset stomach and then he was back on the pitch for Saturday he was alright another bizarre story yeah I, I know I know I'm talking about a man having food poisoning and stuff it's just like hey man listen it's been a slow week what can I say we've got a story here from ESPN by Chris Wright and this is a banter story, this one here, right? The headline is Father Buys Law Student Son a Place on Check Team for $22,000. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. It's just banter, isn't it? There's a Czech third division side called FK Utsi Nad Labem. And this whole story is quite a long one. But to cut the long out of the short. Is that the way you say that phrase? To cut the long in the short? Anyway. Just like. It's hilarious. There's a dad who decided he wanted his son to play football. And the kid. Like look at the photo of the kid. You can see he doesn't play football. Like apparently he's never played football. He just plays FIFA. Plays video games. And he's now going to get a chance to play for a professional football team <laughs> if you read the article you'll get all of the details in it but it's actually I thought it's a hilarious story um, this one isn't so hilarious so we're over at Sky Sports now with Paul Pogba you've probably heard this one this is maybe this is the biggest story in football at the moment 
Paul Pogba, the headline here says, Paul Pogba wants counter-analysis on positive doping test. Blackmail hearing in Paris set for Friday. So it's a double whammy, it's a double story. Now, he's recently tested positive for testosterone. If anyone hasn't heard about what's happening with Paul, he's tested positive for testosterone and he's been provisionally suspended. If he gets found guilty of doping, then a suspension of up to four years could be handed out. And he's asked for a counter analysis to be made on his positive drugs test. So many questions, so many thoughts come to mind. But this isn't looking good. It's really not looking good for Paul. Because if he if this just stays like you know you've been found guilty and you're going to get a suspension this isn't good because he's not a young player this could potentially spell the end of his career like being 30 plus and then getting a suspension of up to four years like you're pretty much done um Juventus are ready to suspend Pogba's wages if the counter-analysis is positive and proceedings begin and they can also terminate his contract if he is banned yeah apparently the ban can be from two years but it can double to four years if the substance is specifically listed and if the anti-doping organisation finds that it was taken intentionally so obviously testosterone is something that helps your muscles to grow so it could be seen as a ped like a performance enhancing drug to take testosterone um well let's hope that this works out well for paul he's one of my favorite players i always liked this game but one thing i didn't like is this blackmail thing being blackmailed Let's see what he says. Pogba says he almost quit football over the alleged blackmail plot. He's going to be appear in a hearing in Paris soon. It says on Friday, but I'm not sure if that's last Friday or next Friday. Uh, the 30-year-old midfielder's brother was detained in September 22 on suspicion of involvement in the plot. And Paul claimed the amount was 11.1 million pounds so Paul's brother has been detained by police under suspicion of being involved in a plot to blackmail him for over 11 million pounds but the brother was released in December and he denies the charges but that's a horrible situation isn't it like to have that kind of a division in the family where you feel like your brothers tried to set you up obviously they're going to deny the charges uh, who's going to say yeah I tried to set him up that's not going to happen there's some quotes from Paul in there and they've got a little timeline saying he's been struggling for 15 months I mean you can see why now can't you he's been playing his form hasn't been great for a while and with something like this hanging over your head you can see why. Oh, well, I wish him well. 
That is a horrible situation for Paul Pogba to be in. I've got another random story here. This one's from the BBC, written by Alex Bysouth. And the headline is Giannis Alafuzos, the Panathinaikos president, taking Greek football to task. It's quite a lengthy read, but essentially they're talking about the president of a Greek football club and the troubles that he's facing in Greek football. Quite an interesting read, I think. Worth a look. Worth a butchers. Give it a butchers. Um, I found something here, which is like a... Let's say a hangover from the international week, right? Because we just had the international break and then we've gone into the regular league season. And so this was a tweet from the Euro 2024 account. And they're asking us to vote for the goal of the round. And there's a lot of good goals in here if you have a look at them. I'm a bit biased because they've got Trossard in there with the goal that he scored for Belgium. And the man is a technician. He's got really neat, tidy feet and then he buries it. Like, And he scored for Arsenal today as well in the Premier League. Just... Like I say, he's a technician. I absolutely love his game. So I'm a little bit biased there. But all of the goals are amazing. Jao Felix scored a good goal in there. Samarodov and Asani. Yeah, so that's worth a watch. That'll be in the show notes. All of this will, of course. We've got Follerin Balogun, who opens the scoring for the USA. He scored for his nation. and He's had a good week. He scored for his nation. And then he was on the bench for Monaco, came off the bench and he scored to help Monaco equalise in the French League. And that is his first goal for his new club as well. So that's good news for young Balogun. I'm going to keep following his career and see how things progress for him over in League One this season. Ex-Arsenal boy. Academy boy. Talking about Academy boy, we've got something here from Marco talking about Messi's son's Showing glimpse, showing glimpse of their skill during an Inter Miami youth practice. So, Messi's got a couple of boys, right? Thiago and Mateo, and both of them are now playing in Inter Miami youth teams. I keep saying it, guys. Inter Miami is a family club. You've got senior Messi playing for the first team, and now you've got the two junior Messi's playing for the youth team. Fantastic. The eldest has already made his debut for the MLS under 12 team. And the next one in line, Thiago, 10 years old, uh, he celebrated his team winning 2-1 in the Florida Academy League. So they're coming. And then there's another young one, Mateo, 8 years old. He's playing for David Beckham's Youth Academy. Um, So... Yeah, they're coming, man. The Messies are coming. I I like this, man. This is a nice story here. That's in the show notes. Uh, From the younger Messies to the older Messies team. Well, I watched this match. And let me tell you, Inter Miami got absolutely slapped by Atlanta. There's no other way to put it. They just got slapped. They got slapped. They conceded five goals. It was an incredible match to watch, to be honest with you. It was really good football. Atlanta were playing some lovely stuff at times. If you haven't got your subscription, your Apple TV and your MLS Pass subscription, make sure you 
click the link because wherever you're listening to this there's going to be a link to it and you can go and sign up and you can go and watch Inter Miami and Leo Messi and watch all of these exclusive MLS matches let's not forget that they are exclusive you can't watch the MLS matches live anywhere else it's only on Apple TV so yeah go get your MLS pass so you can follow with me Uh, swiftly moving on this is a story that I know some people are going to be a bit upset about but I'm following it I'm following Mason Greenwood in La Liga he's made his return to football and he's made his debut for Catafe. He didn't score, but he did help his team. He did help his team. They got the win. And there is a article, a little write-up about it here from ESPN. So, yeah, you can read a bit more about that if you fancy it. I've got a whole bag of highlights for you guys to see. Um, since we're in La Liga... I've got some highlights of the Hatafe game there. Hatafe won that 3 2 uh, against Osasuna. Bellingham won this week for Real Madrid. Um, he didn't score though. And uh, for some reason, I didn't put any highlights of Real Madrid in the show notes. But there you go. Uh, Barcelona scored 5. Barcelona 5, Real Betis 0. I watched a little bit of this game. And Barca were playing some... Like, it just feels like Barcelona are back. They were playing some amazing football. Um, I'm sure you know the names that are there. And they won 5-0. It was incredible. They've got Jao Felix there. I'm not sure if everybody knows that Jao Felix is signed for Barcelona now. He looked, seemed to have a good game. Rafinha. Just all of these gifted ballers. Yamin Lamel, the, the new wonder kid coming through. All of these gifted ballers playing some incredible football. Uh, that's a good watch, that is. Go watch the highlights. More highlights. We've got my favourite Spanish club, Athletic Bilbao. They won 3-0. The only reason they're in here is because it's my favourite club. So, yeah, if you don't want to watch it, then fair enough. But I recommend it. I like Athletic Bilbao. They won 3-0 against Cadiz. We've also got Valencia beating Atletico Madrid 3-0. So I've put those highlights in there as well. That's a bit of a shock result. You don't expect to see Atletico Madrid losing 3-0. They were away from home, but you expect Simeone's teams to always be defensively resolute. So uh, Valencia did well there. This is probably the shock result of the whole weekend. Inter versus AC the Milan derby and Inter won this 5-1 5-1 in a derby match you never see a score like this in a derby match 5 goals I've got some highlights of that for you guys if you want to watch that as well absolutely incredible Um, well that was a bit incredible that was the sounds of the uh, a Saudi Arabian team's YouTube channel. I think this is Itihad with Benzema. They won one nil. He scored. Uh, so there's highlights of that. I've also got Al Hilal highlights. Um, what else do we have here? Al Nassar highlights. Al Nassar, yeah, that's the club that Ronaldo's playing for. Both Ronaldo and Mane scored this weekend. 
And that club is looking ridiculous. They've got Laporte in defence now. So Laporte in defence. And then Ronaldo and Messi up front. They've also got the Brazilian Telesco. If you're not familiar with his game, go ahead and watch these highlights, which will be in the show notes. Uh, Telesco scores an incredible goal in this game. Picks it up on the edge of the box. The crowd starts shouting, shoo! You know what happens next. You know what happens next. You don't need to tell to fill in the blanks there. Um, Alan St. Maximan scored an incredible goal this weekend. He's over in the Saudi league. And this goal was just... It was just a rocket. There's a little clip from the uh, Saudi Twitter page here. So you guys can see that. Um, and that pretty much... That pretty much wraps it up, man. That's it for me. How much we've been... We, oof. We've just done 20 minutes. So short and sweet. Arsenal got the dub. Yep. I'm happy about that. I don't really want to talk about it too much, to be honest. I might just hop onto Twitter Spaces and listen to some of the Arsenal fans talking about it, as they like to do. Me, personally, I think it was a good game. I think... The Arsenal squad, I'm so happy with Arteta and Edu. Like the name of my FPL team is Wenger and Dean 2.0. That's what I think we've got right now. We've got Wenger and Dean Mark 2. And they're doing the business for us, man. So far, the football isn't amazing, but I think that will come with time. We've got a few new players in there. And... It was a good, solid result, you know, against a tough team. You know, Arsenal tend to struggle against Everton. We've gone up to Goodison Park, struggled there, but come away with the victory. To be fair, we created a few opportunities. Maybe we could have done better. There was one in the first half where Sinchenko pinged this ball over the top and got uh, Fabio Vieira free on the left. And I just felt like if he could have just whipped that in or if he could have had a little skill to, to beat the man and then picked out a pass or something, we could have got something from it. There was a couple of chances where I felt like Arsenal could have maybe done better. But, you know, we got the dub, so there's no complaining from me. I'm not complaining. It's all good. It's all good. So, yeah, it's been a good weekend for me. Hope it's a good weekend for you. And, yeah... Be good, be good to yourself, be good to the world, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.